Hey mama, welcome to the Positive on Purpose podcast, where we help stress out moms, resist the guilt, and reframe with grace. Where we teach you how to dial down the negative and turn up the positive so that you can show up as the mentally fit mama you were meant to be. We are your hosts, twins, moms, movement makers, and coffee dates for life. I'm Jamie Shefke. And I'm Jules Philippi. Get ready to put your positive pants on and let's dive in. Wakey, wakey. It's Wednesday. Welcome to the Positive on Purpose podcast. It's your hosts, Jamie and Jules. Coming off of last week's episode, keeping score in our relationships, we felt that maybe you're sitting there and you're feeling maybe a bit discouraged or called out, um, <laughs> thinking like, huh, maybe, you know, I do do that too often. Or maybe you're feeling really you know, inspired and motivated to increase your awareness and take action to improve on, you know, that habit that you may have in keeping score. And we, we found that Jay Shetty, we, we felt would be a really great um, example and resource for following up that episode because he has his new book, The Eight Rules of Love, and he shared eight habits, um, you know, that you can you can um, try to improve your relationship. So we felt like this would be a good follow-up episode. Um, So there's eight of them. We'll walk through them together. And, you know, again, take note of which ones you feel really resonate with you or that you could take action with this week, um, today. So let's dive in. Uh, Number one off the bat is respect their value. So it, and again, this can be your romantic relationships, your friendships, um, kids, what have you. So respecting their values, even if they have different values from you. So like you don't have to value their values is how he had put it. But like uh, the caveat around that is if their values go against your values, then that's something to be aware of because, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's going to be hard to, um, either improve that relationship or keep that relationship strong if they're going completely against your values. So please, please, you know, be aware of that. That makes me think of like, even at like a job too. Like if you align with your company's core values, you're going to feel some restriction or there's going to be things within your work that don't align. Yeah. And maybe you're asking like, well, what does that mean to like respect my partner's, you know, my relationship's values? Like, it really, I love how Jay put this. He said, it, it, you're helping them prioritize those things that bring them joy, that, mm-hmm. that they value. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, that really makes a lot of sense. Like for Cody, like he values time out in his shop to work mm-hmm. on cars. Like that brings him a lot of joy. For Mike, I'm sure Jules will be like, yep, he values golfing or yeah. time to himself for golfing, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that versus he said, you know, you're going, you're helping them prioritize that time versus stealing their attention away because you want to be their priority, Mm. which, you know, can be somewhat selfish, but like, again, be very aware that it's a value. If it's a value to them, that's what fills them up. They're going to bring their best self to your relationship. If you give them that time to prioritize those values. So when he put that in context. I was like, okay, yep. I, I definitely can see how, you know, this can be really helpful. And also he had brought up like on the, on the flip side, like if you're going against their values in terms of like, um, they're on the defensive. If you come up to them and say like, well, why are you always working late? Oh, mm-hmm. there's that always word or that should, or you never. Whereas 
if you ask it from a different angle of like, well, what have you been working on at work? Like, and if you're asking it with trust and interest in what they're say, doing. Shows your interest, that, like how powerful that would have been. Like when I used to work a lot at the athletic club and like, that was a lot, like I'd always be working late and that was definitely a struggle for both of us. And to, yeah, to just flip it or just get curious and say, well, what are you working on? Like what, what is taking, you know, yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, That's I think awesome. the curiosity pieces is big. And so the takeaway for this one or one that you can take action on is writing down a list of three important values for yourself. So mm-hmm. you are really aware of what you value as well as asking your partner, your kids, friends, like what do they value? And that really, again, helps bring it into perspective for everybody in the relationship. So that's number like that. one. Respect that's just like that values. question too of like, what do you need from me this week kind of thing? Or like, if you value, you know, working with your hands and making like woodworking projects like Mike too, that's something he wants to get back into. It's like, okay, well, what do you need this week to get into the garage and do some woodworking? Love that. Number two is notice the small things. I love this. Relationships are not defined by grand gestures. And this makes me think of the Gottman Institute too. They they train and teach um, small things often. Um, so thanking them for like one thing a day, you know, make it a different thing each day. I love that because again, you're looking for it, like intentionally looking for the good, looking for things they do well. One thing Mike always says, which he does repeat, but is like, good coffee, babe. Like I always make coffee every morning. And that's a little small gesture that I do that helps him kickstart his day. It makes me feel good that I'm supporting him and, you know, getting his day right that way. Um, I like this little note that he had too, is like walk the same path, but find a different stone. (laughs) That's really good. Like this is, you know, what we do in relationships because we really need to practice mindfulness and the small things often when I, I don't remember when this is, I mean, I've done this on several occasions. It's just like leave, leaving post-its around the house. Um, this last time I did it intentionally, like in places where I thought he would go. So like I put one in his laptop, I put one in like the refrigerator pull-out drawer by like the cheese, <laughs> you know, I put one on his steering wheel because he was still driving at that time, um, on the coffee, like all those things. So, um, yeah. it, it means a lot. Yeah. Um, and then walk the same path, find a different stone. Jay had said when he was a monk, they would do that every day. Right. And he said too, like what Jules noted, like, especially in a romantic relationship, like Cody and I will be celebrating our 10 year anniversary this year. And he was like, you know, this is the same relationship like over and over again. Right. We're like, yes, you, you have to find that newness in it. And if you can do that daily, like just think of the impact that can have. So yeah, that's such a good one. Number three, encourage, not discourage one another. So be really enthusiastic um, in our relationships. Be enthusiastic about their ideas. So this kind of can go back to that how and wow person and just uh, talk about how we're, you know, the wow. We're like, we got this new idea. We want to do all the things. And our husbands are like, okay, so how much time are you going to spend on that? Uh, How much money is (laughs) it? You know, (laughs) we're like, hey, man, don't stop on my dreams. But like, you know, he had said like, starting tomorrow, like set aside your projection or your prediction. And that's where you might be that how person your relationship where like, well, 
you know, I don't know, this could be a big risk or be enthusiastic first, be curious, ask, you know, what they're really excited about, celebrate them. If, you know, something really great, you know, happened, but don't let your ego get in the way, um, in this, in this way, like get in the way of encouraging them. So really, I mean, simple, like just try not to discourage right away. Like certainly there can be the realists in the relationship, Mm -hmm. but like, don't steal their thunder. (laughs) Yes. Amen. (laughs) Um, number four, having a balance of time together, time alone, time with your own friends and time with friends together. Um, this one I think is so, so important. And actually like, we've been working a lot through this recently, just like planning out summer and like all of a sudden, like, Oh my goodness. Like we are so busy. Like I have this, this weekend, you have this. And so Jay, and he said, this isn't always like realistic, right? This might not happen every week, but again, it just goes back to your awareness when you're looking at your calendar, doing a calendar audit or what have you, like, you know, just being intentional with it. So like one time a week spend to get, spend time alone by yourself three times a week, do it together, two times a week collectively with your friends that you have together, and then one time a week with your friends. Um, And this actually makes me think of Laura Vanderkam too with the Before Breakfast podcast. Like she had said, like, make sure you each have a night to yourselves. And that means to yourselves without, especially if you're a parent, without kids, without the partner, just again, filling up your cup. So like looking ahead when Mike was telling me he was going to try to do a golf um, league this summer, I was like, okay, you'll have your your night. Finn has soccer this night. Okay. What am I doing for me? Like, what is my week? Um, And I, yeah, I mean, I can't say enough about this. Um, I think it definitely gets a little tricky with the friends, you know, as you... (laughs) add kid activities and just have kids of the age that we do like that can be that can be really challenging but I will say like two two or three weekends ago Mike and I were invited to go to a friend's house they have a pool for like a Sunday barbecue and I did not hesitate I was like yes we're doing that like it's awesome because it's our friends together and they have a kid too and it was amazing like amazing yeah, I really do think like, and it, you know, if a week seems overwhelming, right. Cause again, is that really real realistic and don't put mm-hmm. that extra stress on the family no, yeah. <laughs> and that type of thing. But like, maybe look at it for the month, maybe look at it for the quarter, you know, like mm-hmm. what are some opportunities that I can like, and maybe think of them of buckets, you know, like, okay, me, my time, yeah, our time together, alone together, our time with collective friends, which yes, I love again, that that includes both of you together. But then what I really like that Jay, Jay said Jay Shetty said is that sometimes we run out of energy in our relationships. It's mm-hmm. the same, you know, thing over and over again. And mm-hmm. when we spend time with others, we get inspired and we yeah. get energy from them and like, Oh, look what they're doing. Like, that would be really fun. Or, you know, so I just think that's like, it's a good way to bring fresh, um, <laughs> fresh energy, fresh yeah. ideas. Well, to that's relationship. Just like our monthly coffee date too. Like, I mean, we do that once a month and it's a perfect cadence to do something with our friends, with each other, without the guys and the kids. Sometimes the kids take long, but yeah. Cadence. I like that. Okay. Number five, argue about the issue, not each other. So (laughs) this is such a good one because he was like, you know, a lot of times when we have an argument, we, we think it's like, we think that the other person is the enemy and that they need to change. Like, so that's could be language of like, 
well, you, you are the one getting it wrong, or you are the one that needs to take the, take responsibility. Mm -hmm. And what he had said is what happens is it ends up being personal attacks. So he gave this, he gave this example about money. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like how the, the issue is about how maybe you're both using money, right? Like it's, it's your money, it's your budget collectively, like you know, again, how do you approach the conversation? If you're going to approach it in a personal attack, they're going to be on the defense of saying like, well, you know, it's how you're using, you know, our money. That sounds very like, okay, yeah, I feel like I'm being attacked versus like, hey, approach the conversation. Like, well, how can we best, you know, or where do we need to change something in our budget this, this month? Or, hey, you know, we, we set our budget for this, or we said that we weren't going to spend so some such and such on this, you know, does that not feel like aligned for you? Or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of like, again, that curiosity or a different question versus like, you need to change this. And um, let me think here. Oh, and you know, again, it's the way you say it. It's the mm-hmm. way you approach it. But then I loved his analogy of like having those tough conversations. He gave this muscle analogy of like, when we lift weights in in the gym where you're like, you're literally having these micro tears in your muscles Mm -hmm. that helps your muscles get stronger. And he had said that, you know, if we're, if we can argue about an issue versus each other um, or the other person, I should say like, that's surviving tears in your marriage, which will make your relationship stronger. And I was like, Oh, Jay. Okay. (laughs) A fitness muscle analogy. I am. Yes. Yes. That's great. Yeah. Um, number six, think about how your decisions affect your partner. Um, so Jay used this example of, okay, so he's a professional speaker, author, um, podcaster, you know it. Um, and, you know, he gets a lot of opportunities, a lot of pitches, you know, things that he can um, expand on. And, you know, he he can bring this to his wife, but knowing that like some of these things are built up over time, like you know, you could say, I've got this opportunity. And, you know, what people normally do is say like, okay, I got this. Um, This is what I'm doing. You know, plan for it kind of thing. But like, we've been thinking about it maybe for five months or longer. And then we give our partner five minutes (laughs) and expect them to understand. So like, Jay, maybe, you know, this is the conversation beforehand saying, you know, my goal is to have 10 speaking gigs this year or whatever. And then also being cognizant of how that affects his wife to say, okay, I'm, I got this opportunity. I'm going to be traveling here. Maybe this is a good opportunity for you to do this thing that you want to do um, at this time or whatever. So like coming up in like a weekend or two, Mike has a golf tournament in um, upper Michigan and Okay, I knew that was coming a long time. So maybe this is a good opportunity for you to do this with your girlfriends this weekend or, you know, to go to that conference that you're planning to do, you know. <clears throat> and I just think again, just having that <clears throat> awareness and again, not keeping score or anything, you know, but like to know that like if you made this decision for your career, for you know, your whatever fills you up, making sure that you give that to your partner. <clears throat> and I think it goes back to our number one of like respect their values. Like mm-hmm. for Jay, if he's got all these speaking engagements, he <laughs> values, you know, sharing his passion and making a positive impact. Right. Mm-hmm. And if he knows that his wife values, 
you know, time to herself or time to, you know, work on her hobby or something like that. It can, it, it literally can go right back to that and knowing like what each other values um, yeah, and giving them that. the space to do that. Good yeah. point. Number seven, know the difference between your expectation and your partner being <laughs> wrong. So this is perfect from last week, mm-hmm. right? Where yeah. I loved that soundtrack that I shared of like expectation addressed gratitude expressed. So when we hold this expectation of our, you know, partner relationship, friendship, you know, kids, (laughs) like for, he gave the example of, um, the, the partners, like he had said that, um, his wife's father, um, like really great in the kitchen, (laughs) you know, like, a successful entrepreneur, things like that. And he's like, okay, if my wife holds me to being like this, amazing father in the kitchen, I am going to fail miserably. He's like, I am not helpful in the kitchen mm-hmm. <laughs> where I like, I automatically thought of Mike where I'm like, mm-hmm. Mike is really helpful in the kitchen. Cody does what he can. And like, you know, man of the grill and some other mm-hmm. things, but like mm-hmm. typically like, I know that's my role, but like th- some of those expectations, as I mentioned last week can come from like your upbringing or like, you know, the relationships that you've, you experienced like growing up. Um, so, you know, and when you feel like whenever there's like a negative encounter in your relationship, because maybe again, you're holding, holding them to this standard or you're keeping score. Like, remember when you have a negative encounter, like research shows that you need to have at least five positive encounters. And that's where gratitude comes in. We're like, okay, you're keeping score. You're, you're feeling that like um, resentment, you might be feeling that disconnection and you're just feeling negative energy. You need that gratitude to bring you back to the positive and to see that again, remember last week I'd said like, you're not going to notice the positive things that are happening in that relationship. If you're so tunnel vision focused on what they're doing wrong or that they're not keeping up to your expectation. So, yeah, I just attended an appreciation workshop at work and same along the same lines, like you know, we had talked about, oh, we really need to crack down on safety. Like it's in a manufacturing company. And my boss, again, made a really good point that he's like, okay, you can do that, but you have to praise and appreciate people while you're correcting this or looking for the good. If you're just going to go out there and crack the whip, this is not going to work. And it was just like, yes, like same thing in our relationships. Like, how do you expect this to change if you're not looking for the good or not praising them when they are doing the right thing? Um, so I love that. Can't say enough about that. All right. Number eight, last one, commit to rituals and new experiences. We just talked about this. You know, we've been talking about those four E's to level up um, and increase our intimacy and closeness in our relationships. It builds a different bond, um, you know, especially with the experiences slash experiments, like the experiment piece of that when you're both like beginners and how vulnerable you can be together when you're learning together. Same thing when um, I think the next one is education, when you're both learning something new, like think about that. Like, and you know, while Jamie said, like with the negativity narrowing, when we're like learning new things and expanding and broadening, that's all going to help. Um, so like he had mentioned like a daily rituals, like hugging for as little as six seconds, um, because that's enough time for oxytocin to be released within the brain. I love that. And I remember when we first learned that and I was like, um, Mike, you need to hold me a little longer. (laughs) And like, but it's true. Like it's science. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and Jay and his wife started this where they would take seven to 12 minutes to have tea together in the morning. And I think 
I, I actually haven't seen him come out with this, but I think they actually sell tea now or something like that. She so does. Like, I think it's her okay, own she line. Does. Okay. Okay. Yep. So like, how, how cool is that? Like, it's just having that, that's going back to like those small moments of mm-hmm. gratitude and like noticing, like just that appreciation for each other time that goes back to the time alone. Like mm-hmm. it all just kind of is this great, like sequential thing that, you know, again, all these eight habits or whatever you want to call them, like they can be those, those little things that you do daily or, you know, more on a, a weekly or monthly schedule, but they're going to have a big impact on your relationship. Yeah. And I like to the mention of seven to 12 minutes because the recovering perfectionist in me wants to say like, oh, we have to spend 30 or an hour together. Like it has to be like whatever. And like, just think like little tiny habits, like, and friend, like, it takes 21 days to make or break a habit. So just like Jamie said, just pick one and just take action today. 100%. And and see your relationships improve from there. If this was helpful, please share it with someone in in your circle and your relationships who can benefit. Um, please leave us a review. We are so, so grateful for your support. Talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Mama, we know your time is valuable, so we appreciate that you spent it with us. If this episode resonated with you, go share it with a friend, or we invite you to post it to social media and tag us so we can express our gratitude. And together, let's live more positive on purpose.